0: Live from the Vegas studios, it is Weekend Geek Update, Smurf here, along with my cohort, sponsor, and otherwise bright spot of my day, Suzy Q's.
1: Hi, hello.
0: So, susie has been on adventures. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, I remember back in the day, and this is something we were just talking about, and I, I had to just jump in on this, because back in the day, Moons Over Miami was, like, the we'd go to Deadbeats, we'd just yeah anywhere basically <laughs> and just get obnoxiously
1: right
0: not irresponsibly but obnoxiously right
1: which is really for those of you who don't know us personally is only like two drinks <laughs>
0: <laughs> really it's it's like a drink if that <laughs> i'll pretty share. i pretty much will share everything with you way before that <laughs> but moons over my hammy was like the go-to at denny's
1: right it is and uh, eat, well, we've been on the road, as you mentioned, and so yep. the unifying factor of being on the road is a Love's truck stop and a Denny's for any meal. Um, and I don't normally eat Moons over my hammy unless we are on with the road. What is wrong with
0: you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that you eat. I mean, I remember back in the day when, you know, you're doing the, the cross-country trek with the family. Right, McDonald's right. was better back then. It was. And you had the, the, the flapjacks.
1: Well, first of all, we didn't drive across the country because my dad doesn't nope. like driving that much, and so when we were kids, <laughs> yeah, we just didn't we flew everywhere. Um, and then i I'm kind of brissy and cannot tolerate sticky hands and so Uh, i don't think you could ever convince me to eat mcdonald's flapjacks especially in a car
0: well no i mean you got out you 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 dined in back then i mean drive throughs were the thing but i mean i think it's probably because my dad's past you know working for united he 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 loved the opportunity to relive his his youth because him and my uncle like did the whole, I wouldn't say vagabond thing, but they did the the cross country traveling, you know, jumping from town to town. A little little bit of wanderlust, if you will. Like
1: Jack Kerouac pretty on much. the road. Yes. Yeah.
0: So they would do that. And then when he wasn't working and we take vacation, which made no sense to us as kids. We're like, <laughs> we can fly like for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is better. No, it's not. <laughs> we can fly for nothing. <laughs> Instead of hours in the car, and and to be fair, hindsight being what it is, you know, you do you do appreciate those moments of because I did see a lot right. of the country.
1: You see some strange things out there. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> Stranger now than then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Jeremy and I covered 4300 miles uh from September 5th to September 16th is when we got home. Uh, that was three wow. days in the car each way. Uh, we were in Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida.
0: All right. Most of those states, I, I could probably direct you to do <laughs> something. Missouri isn't bad. Kansas is just, ugh.
1: yeah Yeah. Um, Illinois at least has some nice stuff. Well, we just hit the southernmost part Mm. of Illinois and had a little detour uh, because, you know, what a literary dork I am. Yeah. Uh, We were passing this sign that said, like, 40 miles to Cairo, Illinois. And I looked at Jeremy and I was like, please, can we detour to Cairo, Illinois? If you don't know Cairo, Illinois, and it's not Cairo, it's Cairo, and I don't know why. Um is a, is a location in Neil Gaiman's book, American Gods. Yep. So I'm here to tell you there's absolutely nothing in there's Cairo nothing there. Uh, But It's
0: nothing like <laughs> you depicted in the book. Or the show for that matter. Oh no no no. There's nothing that creative there.
1: No no no. Uh, the public library is beautiful. We didn't get to go inside, but it's this gorgeous red brick building. We were there on right. Labor Day, so all of the public buildings were closed. Oh uh, okay. Uh, and there is a funeral home right at the at the entrance of the town and the town sign, you know, Welcome to Cairo, Illinois, is in the funeral <laughs> home's front yard. So the poor funeral home director, I wonder how many times a year people just leap out of their car in his parking lot and trumped all over the front yard to take their dork picture with the Cairo, Illinois sign.
0: It makes you wonder.
1: But we were among them. Wow.
0: And I'm trying to remember the Cash Museum. Is that in Kentucky?
1: I think thought it was in Nashville.
0: Maybe it is in Nashville. That would make more sense to me.
1: But since we wandered off... Right. First thing on... That was the second day of our drive down to Florida. Since we wandered off and did like an 80-mile detour or 40 miles or something like that, uh, we were way behind schedule. And Jeremy is, I mean, you know Jeremy, he's pretty laid back most of the time. But, so, like, the dad on the road trip mentality takes hold of him when we drive more than two hours. The man
0: needs to keep a schedule, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah. yeah and he's like, we got to we gotta, we
1: gotta, we gotta keep on time. We got t- And then, you know, I'm bonkers, and I have some, like, mental deficiency where <laughs> if I don't check into I a hotel. I like ho- that's
0: the caveat. I'm bonkers. Yeah,
1: I am bonkers. Um, if I don't check into a hotel within two hours of, like, the 3 p.m. check-in time, I start losing my mind. Wow. So Jeremy's like, come on, come on. We got to make time. We got to make time. And I'm like, we got to get there by five.
0: <laughs> I, I I I love, in my life, there have been different moments, and there's different people that have been part of those moments. And there's a very interesting dichotomy of um, when you're traveling with some people, they want to see the room, like, right away. Yeah. Like, as soon as you check in. There are others that are like, why do we need to go see the room? <laughs> I don't understand this, and it's very strange to see. <laughs> There's logic to both sides. Don't get me wrong, but it's just very funny to me that people are like, "We need to go look at the room," and then there are others. Why do we? Because I even brought it up to this one person, and they're like, "Why do we need to see the room? Do, do we? Is there something we need to do there?" <laughs> no. Okay. So
1: you've got to put your stuff down.
0: Yeah, but you know, if, if it's not paramount, I mean, some of sometimes I've been traveling light. You know, just a bag that we'll keep right. in the car. Right but
1: well the way the way to florida was our standard traveling kay. procedure but while we were in miami
0: <laughs> we
1: we were in the booth it was kind of a lull cuz everywhere has a little bit of a lull right so it was kind of a lull and we looked at each other and jeremy says we're about to go on the road with people who know us well but haven't seen us at home like haven't seen are at home faces. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And <laughs> they've, says, they've been dealing
0: with our stand-ins. <laughs> I get it.
1: Right. Right. Um, cause we're not different people at home. We're no, just more relaxed, more relaxed. It's and, home. um, I am pretty forthcoming with my bonkersness, but it's next level at home when nobody's watching. And so we realized that we were going to have to change our ways if <laughs> we wanted you and and my friend Andrea to still be our friends when we come back
0: oh, okay. the road trip. I like take.
1: that.
0: I'll always so, be your friend, Suze. Uh, I mean, I know everyone goes a little <laughs> nuts when they're home, and I'm looking forward to our trip to Seattle, Emerald City, yeah. which is is the beginning of December, right after. So there will be an accountment of our adventures. There will be across country as I, I venture to Seattle. Yes. As I, i'm excited
1: so uh we mended our ways on the way back
0: <laughs> well at least we, not going to hell now
1: <laughs> we uh we took a rather long detour to the kennedy space center which jeremy and i are huge nasa dorks and, right um so that was super fun it was very emotional for us and uh but if, if you get the chance to go you should um but that put us off of our schedule, so that totally derailed Jeremy's. We got to make good time, and my obsession with checking into the hotel at a certain time. <laughs> so we're we're learning to be flexible.
0: That's good. <laughs> I mean, at least you're learning, and you're kind of like, yeah, we know we need to do this. Yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, um, because it's just been it's just been the two of us for all these years that we've been on the road, and I get that. Um. The other thing is I need to learn to delegate some of the, like, setup and tear down and, and running of the booth. Because Jeremy and I developed all of these procedures very organically. All We've right. always worked at, at Suzy Q's together. And now they're – now Jeremy's not going with us to Vegas this weekend.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> so you have to de- – you literally have to delegate. I, you have to empower people. I do. And trust them. I do. Which – You are a perfectionist, and you want things a certain way.
1: That's so nice of you to say. Uh, (laughs) The the technical term is obsessive-compulsive disorder.
0: Uh, (laughs) I wasn't going to go that far. I wasn't going to go full bonkers on you,
1: Um, but I get it. So I've been – I wrote out our procedures in broad strokes because it is my tendency to bludgeon people with minutia. And uh, so we did broad strokes. Okay. Uh, It's going to, yeah, I'm not going to worry about 5 (laughs) p.m. I'm just going to go. We're just going to get in the car. And what happens, happens. Uh, Yeah.
0: I'm almost sad I'm going to miss this. I I honestly was expecting you to get back from Florida and say I'm up for Vegas. I was really honestly expecting that.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to go in the party bus with three middle-aged women I just want to go and watch.
0: (laughs) I think that would be and older women dig me for some strange reason right? so i'm fine with that
1: we don't drink that much well
0: that's we don't gamble that much that's fine
1: <laughs> we're like we want to eat at these fancy restaurants that's what i was doing yesterday i was making dinner reservations
0: oh where'd you make reservations uh Italy. oh nice
1: uh Nobu, which I've eaten at before. Mm-hmm. I love Nobu. And because, I've had the, because I'm a dork, I wanted to do a compare and const- contrast with Nobu and Morimoto's. Because so, I know they're both Japanese. Yes. But Chef Nobu is married to a Peruvian woman. Correct. So there's that South American influence in his food. And Chef Morimoto is more uh, traditional. So. Well,
0: and he's, a, the iron, he's an iron, he's chef. The iron I mean, chef. I mean, he's the original yeah, yeah. iron chef. So, so Morimoto, I would I I've never been to his restaurant.
1: Jeremy went on a business trip to the uh, the original Morimoto's, which is in Philadelphia, for some reason. Uh,
0: Interesting, yeah,
1: and he loved it. So, I'm, wow, I'm excited.
0: kind of hard not to. I mean, it's Morimoto. Right? <laughs> so, how was FloridaCon? Because this is something, it happened the same time that Colorado Festival of Horror, which you sponsored. Did you see yes, the winner of I your, your... I did. I are sponsored?
1: Um, I was terrorizing attendees at Florida SuperCon with uh, Colorado Horror Festival pictures. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we were so excited to see the pictures. It's not the same as being there, but... No. Um Florida Supercon, there. – let's start here. Uh, <laughs> uh, none of it is negative. Let okay. Well, that's good. Again. Let's start here. Reed Pop just bought it. Yes. This was the first year with Reed Pop at the helm, which I didn't realize. Coming out of a
0: pandemic.
1: It. Yes. So um, Gabe did an excellent job with a fraction of the staff that they normally have. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Yes, seriously, shout out to Gabe Yoakum who endured about a million panicky emails from me in the run up to this. Um so there were there's some transitional issues, but there's of always course. there's always transitional issues when somebody new takes over a show. Mm-hmm. Um even when they're doing the best work they can. The attendees are always like, Oh, it's good as last year and um.
0: Let's face it, there are hit or misses on all cons. I mean, I, there, there are some... Like, I remember, was it year three? It was either year three or four of DCC before it got renamed. That was just like... I'm like, you're never beating this year. I right. mean, there, there there was... there It was like the first time that I faced the...
1: Oh, that was the year they hit one hundred twenty-four thousand attendees. Yeah,
0: I mean it was huge, yeah. and there was like no way I was going to be. I think it was almost like one hundred and thirty. It was closer to one hundred thirty, and I was like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to get to everybody I want to see," right? Because it was just that that good of a yeah. lineup, and they're not all that they're not all that good. And I wouldn't expect much coming out of Rona,
1: well, and all that. And from what I understand, which is just passing information, uh, you know, some guests were not comfortable. Uh They thought they were going to be okay, and then they changed their mind at the last minute and so there was there were some issues with the guests um, But the guests they got were were pretty good um John Cena is always entertaining there were a ton of animation guests and uh, Daryl McDaniel from Run DMC was there.
0: Oh, he uh, was
1: again? Yeah, promoting his comic. which... Well, and
0: we got him at DCC and yeah. we got pictures with him. Yeah. He was too. such a good guy.
1: He is a good guy. And he, uh, you know, he's like, we've met before. And I said, yeah, in Denver. He
0: remembers?
1: Well, I mean, I go around with bright pink hair. It's.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I'll give you that. So.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't like, Oh hey Suzanne, how's it been going? It's like I've seen you before, oh right. yes you have. And uh, but he's always really sweet. And you know, this show they were this is meaningful to me. I understand it's not meaningful to everybody, so just take it with a grain of salt. But they were um they were enforcing the safety procedures. There were okay. there were teams of people who just handing out masks if you didn't have any um, the security presence was very high, which I appreciate um, after the ordeal at Phoenix Comic Con a couple years ago. All right. Um, so that was good. Um, the attendees were eager to buy. They were happy to be out. They were happy to be showing off their costumes, and they were in fact shopping. So.
0: So you spent. So people spent money.
1: People spent money. Did you make booth? Yes.
0: Then that's a good con. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's always – it's funny because the retailer side and having doing cons for so long, the immediate thing is, did you make booth? Well, yeah. So that's that, that's a win in my opinion.
1: Well, the thing – that's kind of a misleading question though because we traveled so far. So it wasn't just the outlay of the booth. Right. It was – um, travel expenses. Travel expenses, food, rental right. car, blah blah blah. So um we'll we'll catch up with all of that towards the end of the season when we um are done at Emerald City's. So do do you
0: still have stock?
1: I do. Wow. Uh, because I've been working on inventory during the whole pandemic. So <laughs> uh yeah, I can do I can do five read pop level shows before oh. we have a problem. All right. So,
0: so you're a stack. So yeah. you and I were talking about this off mic and i'm gonna bring it up just because i am absolutely stunned by uh the level can you so you say it's john cena who i really am very impartial to and i don't know why he's getting all the roles that he is because he's not that good (laughs) he really isn't and i i know i'm gonna get a lot of ads for that one and that's fine and he's improving but he's no batista no he's no rock
1: well the difference is that batista and dwayne johnson took acting lessons, they didn't want to be seen as just wrestlers on TV. you know they they attempted to
0: I don't to know: Batista's Batista very I mean I have grown a very fond uh intent li- watching him act because he is he's very good he I mean, is. and I, I have a new appreciation. so when I see these two gentlemen, I know there's it's 50 50 for the rock. some people right. love him, some people hate him. And that's fine. I get it because, you know, I'm the same way with Michael B. Jordan and Tom Cruise. I hate them both. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. I love you, Michael B. Jordan. No, he's <laughs> he's a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> and I'll say that right outward. Oh, my God. So, but I, I would think Cena would, like, take lessons and follow these guys' footsteps And kind of, I mean, even I think Roddy Roddy Piper took acting lessons, and he only did, like, three films.
1: (laughs) Well, I didn't, I saw John Cena kind of in between, going places, and I didn't really get to interact with him. Um, He seems like a nice guy. Every every time I see him, he is
0: a very nice and decent person, so I I would love to just chat with him and, and, and See how he works. He'll
1: get the chance. He's going he's gonna to be at the show in Seattle with us. Oh, so. boy. Uh, I wonder
0: I wonder if he'll do a podcast. Would he, would he sit down and chat with
1: us? We can ask him. We can
0: ask him. That would be cool. I'd like that yeah, idea. Yeah, we can ask him. Because the one we're not going to ask is Hayden Christensen.
1: Poor Hayden.
0: I want to know, in your mind, where the fuck you think this is a good idea to charge, what, 190
1: 175
0: 175 for a signature or... A photo. It's not both. It's, it's not, not a both. package deal. No,
1: no, no. Um,
0: Jesus.
1: So, first of all, I agree with you. That is far too high because we have met some really stellar, like actual legends. Yes. But far less.
0: I think Christopher Lloyd was a hundred.
1: Leonard Nimoy was eighty. Shit. And we were we were broke at the time, and so, a friend of ours hooked us up and paid, covered the difference for us, so we could meet him, but. Eccleson
0: dropped down to, like, 90.
1: David Tennant was 110. David Tennant, hot off the heels of Jessica Jones. Oh,
0: Jessica Jones, yeah.
1: So widespread popularity. He had already started voicing uh, DuckTales by then. So a more more mainstream following than just Doctor Who. And I get it. I know that this is how these guys make their money. I know it. (sighs) And it's hard to – I don't even have the same kind of – Interaction with the fans as they do—it's hard to stand up there for hours and smile at people and listen to their stories. And like I told you before, as a group of people, sometimes we have bad boundaries. Um,
0: as in non-existent.
1: <laughs> and it's just from excitement. It's just from—it comes from a place of joy. And I get that. Um, but some, you know, Carrie Fisher referred to doing fan signs as uh, doing lap dances. Because she equated it to not quite. You know, that's
0: probably the more apt description right. that I've ever heard.
1: Um, not Obviously not quite prostitution, but, you know, she.
0: Dance, monkey, dance.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And so I understand. It's exhausting. And you have to travel. And, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is that the shows don't pay the celebrities to appear. No. They get their appearance fees from our autograph and picture requests. And so on the one hand, I say you're entitled to charge what you want. But on the other hand, if you charge $175 a pop, don't be surprised when you don't have a huge line.
0: I, I mean, I just – and I've had these interactions, and I've been, I've been on both sides. I've been up there, you know, smiling. Mm-hmm. I'm on mm-hmm. for the entire day. At the end of the day, you're right. It's exhausting. But I've seen people, troopers, Michael Rooker. Yeah, I mean, he is just phenomenal when it comes to interacting with his fans, and I would consider him more noteworthy or recognizable right. than Hayden Christensen. It even took me—you brought when you mentioned his name—it took me a minute. Like, <laughs> who? Oh, that chump that ruined Darth Vader for me? Yeah, that fucker. No, well. I was pissed. <laughs> Talk about nancifying one of the most brilliant villain villains ever created. We're going to make him a whiny little bitch.
1: It wasn't a great performance.
0: It was not a great performance. No. Um. (laughs) No. But
1: I guess, I mean, I get it.
0: But let's be realistic. Uh, That's just, that's a reasonable amount of money. That's That's Stan Lee money.
1: Right, and and love Hayden or hate him, he is not Stanley. He
0: is not Stanley.
1: So, it and does... I know the
0: Star Wars fans, their butts are twitching right now because of the words coming out of my mouth, and I get that. But I, I mean, let's be realistic. I don't even think Oon McGregor would
1: no, charge that much. I don't think so either. But if he did, most people wouldn't bat an eye. I I don't. I don't mean to sound like I'm saying know your place,
0: know your value,
1: but. You know, like you're couching
0: the fans. A little I have a, bit. I have a problem with that.
1: It just, I don't know. It was just, it just seems so high, and and the, <laughs> no, it
0: doesn't seem. It is high. <laughs> There's no semen about this.
1: And I, like I was telling you Whoa. before, I'm a comp- I'm a completionist, and so it hurt me to walk away from that. But you know, we had this huge outlay of money, and this is. Can I have a tiny little rant here? Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> um, That's what this is for.
1: So we encounter this brand of guy, and I'm sorry, it is always a guy. It is always a man, who comes up to my booth, and you've seen it in action. He comes up to my booth and tells me how to do my business. He comes and tells me how he could do the whole thing cheaper, faster, better, more, whatever. Um, Fortunately, that didn't happen to us in Florida, but it it usually Mm -hmm. does happen. Sooner or later, yeah. And people think that they can just plunk down. A thousand, 1100 1350 I mean I could keep going I paid a wide range of booth fees this year and just do what I do <coughs> and to some degree that is true and but they didn't make the inventory they didn't have the outlay of right. capital to get the stuff going. They didn't pay for the advertising. They didn't rent the car. Because I drive a tiny little electric car that will not so cute. go from here to Miami. A
0: little key on the back uh, of twist.
1: <laughs> so <clears throat> you know, there's there's these additional expenses that I don't think that what? people understand uh, goes along with doing this line of work. Or even like podcasters. Sure you can buy a microphone online, but that doesn't make you and that's sort of instant how-
0: podcast. Right. quality yeah. and
1: that's sort of how I feel about poor Hayden uh, you can charge $175 you can a piece for <sighs> a photo or an autograph but is that really the right thing to do
0: and I mean there's a uh, there's a lot of other outlets there's a lot of other things and, and granted he hasn't I mean <laughs> I preface this don't at me on this one but he hasn't really done shit since then
1: no he's for it's I mean, it's been almost twenty years.
0: There's nothing, not not <laughs> a blip. I mean, at least when you look at like the 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 crew from the that part that trilogy, I mean, everybody continued working. Right. I mean, even Andy Garcia was still right working. Padme, all of them. I mean, we can't compare Samuel L. Jackson, of course, but I mean, everybody. Stayed working, and then all of a sudden he just, like, kicks back and, you know, puts his feet on the desk, calls it a day?
1: Well, he did that terrible movie.
0: Which terrible uh, movie?
1: Jumper?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that horrible film. And, I, and that was like right out of the gate. Yeah, and it was not a good idea. It wasn't. It wasn't. All right. All um, right. And I
1: get it. You know, he's got a kid to support and bills to pay, and so does
0: everybody else. But though. I really,
1: I mean, that's just
0: that's just life. Everyone's got things that they need to support, whether it's themselves or their family. I can't, I can't see that as an excuse because everybody I know has that responsibility. That's adulting. Sorry.
1: Well, okay. <laughs>
0: I don't get I don't give a lot of sympathy for oh you're doing what, what's right, what right, you're supposed to be doing. Right. Okay. So I mean not not to discredit what you're saying, but yes, I get it. He does have a family to support and it only makes sense. But if that's the case, make better choices.
1: Right. I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like we've seen and again, I don't mean to say know your place, but no, we've seen I get it. higher caliber well, A list people for hundreds less.
0: <laughs> yes, and I and you and I were talking. Um, Matt, who voices Anakin on the animated, right? I think would have been a better choice both for animated and live action because Matt is is spectacular. He is a sparkling human being, and he is absolutely yeah. genuine when he meets fans. Again, that's another guy that I have met. That is on the entire time, regardless right. of the line.
1: Well, and he hits Anakin's emo stages and bad moods without going into the wine. Yeah. Without being... The pitch. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, I mean, I get it. Anakin's a teenager. Anakin's having teen angst. It happens to the best of us.
0: It's having hormones. But
1: the whining, the, you're right, the particular pitch of that... Nee, yeah yeah sorry sorry i made that noise for my (laughs) empire i mean every
0: time all i can think of is family guy and chris (laughs) uh seth i love my empire
1: oh my god
0: that's all i can hear now yeah because it's so so true well, so we, won't, we won't dwell any further on Florida Supercon, but it was a success. That's good to hear. Uh, we will tell you more about as we close in on Emerald City, since it Woo-hoo. is re-pop as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that, how that breaks down. Uh, but in the meantime, while you were away, how much did you keep up with the nerddom? What if?
1: Uh, we caught up. We, we'd been watching it weekly before we left, and then right. we caught up on it right when we got back.
0: So... <clears throat> I think it peaked with the zombies, and since then,
1: no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> oh my god!
0: I, I was just like, oh.
1: I love that they brought back big dumb party guy Thor.
0: It was it was impressive. Uh, a little, a little obtuse.
1: Well, so in the mythology,
0: yes, Thor's
1: a big dumb guy.
0: Pretty much, he's a big dumb jock.
1: And, you know, Chris Hemsworth is doing a good job of writing that line because I don't think Chris is an idiot. I don't think he's a big, dumb guy. He's not a big, dumb guy. Um, So he plays, you know, he plays the serious moments well and he plays the big, dumb guy moments well. and, And so I think Chris is doing a good job in that aspect. Yes. But in the comics, Thor is a big, dumb guy.
0: He's gotten better over the years.
1: That's true. That's true. Cuz
0: the last with the last couple of years the the writing has changed, but they have departed from that whole yeah. Yeah. Me Thor, me smashing.
1: Right but i loved seeing that i think that was a good throwback to the long-term readers and i love um i'm a big carol danvers fan i wasn't a huge fan of the captain marvel movies but i am a carol danvers fan and so i like that she, she showed
0: up and kicked his ass
1: yeah and i love that jane foster told thor's mommy on him that's that was a real treat for me.
0: That was that was <laughs> so poetic when nerds act badly. Right. I'm just going to go to your mom. No,
1: yeah. So, I mean, and it
0: was it was like rather Collie McCulkin kind of hey everybody, my mom's coming home. Right, let's right. let's get this let's get this sorted out. You know, it was totally like every every bad teenage '80s movie come to life. So I was just like, okay, I kind yeah. of appreciated it from the standpoint of all right, it's very tongue in cheek and kind of cool.
1: And the zombies, the zombie episode was good. It yes. wasn't my favorite, um, but I'm a little squeamish, so zombies. It and wasn't any... even
0: that munchy-munchy. It, was, no, it, it wasn't bad. it wasn't,
1: but zombies just aren't my thing. Could have been worse. So uh, I like that Vision betrayed them in the room where Armin Zola betrayed the entire United States. <laughs> and yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. And I love that, that he was good.
0: feeding Scarlet Witch. Black right, Panther. Black
1: Panther's leg.
0: Oh, my God. That was just so, like, wow. It's just a Walking Dead kind of moment. I'm just it, like, it, it was, was so good.
1: It was. I, I don't know. I wanted more. I don't think we talked about this last yeah. time. I wanted more from that series. I think they're getting too far out in the weeds.
0: They are way out in the weeds um, now. Because the the Stark one with, again, Michael B. Jordan, who's just a horrible actor, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: But he's so cute.
0: I, 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 okay, from a female perspective,
1: sure. Okay, yeah, I get it. He's adorable.
0: If he just, just shut up,
1: I just want to pinch his face. <laughs> <laughs> My little poo-dum. I know.
0: I but I just I'm not a uh, I'm not a fan of the guy. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it was just kind of one of those.
1: Uh, yeah, and that. <clears throat> I don't know. I just think I just think they're too far out in the weeds.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, and who knows? Because now I've seen for this week coming up, Vision wearing all of the gems, and yes. I'm curious to see how that goes. And maybe we'll get kind of more mainstream. Well, it
1: wasn't just Vision; it was Ultron. Yes, it was. It was Ultron's realization of his dream.
0: So we'll so. see. I'm, but I still think that we. I. Th- I don't know if Marvel Zombies is going to be the best out of the series, but it definitely is not as bad as the other ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. That Doctor Strange run was just heartbreaking. That was
0: that was so dark and it was so, so well dark. thought out. And I was just like, wow, that yeah. was – I didn't see that one coming. I didn't think Disney would do that. Well, they did. They did. <laughs> they absolutely did. And what I like is that all of the actors are in on it with the few right, exceptions, right. you know, because we can't get – Chris Evans, of course, right. and
1: but most of them are voicing their own parts. which they are. which lends a certain sincerity to it. And
0: well, and you got the guy that normally voices Tony uh, mm-hmm. on the cartoons doing him right. for this, so that's it's it's a close enough right tie. But
1: I like that actor who is voicing uh, the Watcher.
0: Yes, um, I like how they've integrated him into the background, and he's just it, yeah. like in the comic, and you just kind of see him. And they say there's like a big moment for the watcher coming up for the finale and i'm like ooh, what can that be so i i will let you know what my thoughts are but But i i'm digging the watcher
1: me too especially since the celestial tie to loki and uh the time authority was such a letdown yeah so i'm excited for that
0: so So we'll see what happens um (coughs) what i did want to talk to you about not only are you wearing, like, the spectacular T-shirt today. My
1: Cowboy Bebop your Cowboy t-shirt?
0: Bebop. Yeah, that is. What did you think of the trailer? I mean, we'll get to something else, but I, I so love the opening
1: So, run. let me just say my shirt is a, a mashup of a Gorillas album cover with the Cowboy Bebop cast. And I love Damien Albarn, so I love Blur and I love the Gorillas, right. And so this is, like, my favorite thing ever. I saw the trailer when I got home. All right. And loved it. So don't inbox me. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. It it's, is. It is shot perfect. It is.
0: The opening sequence <laughs> is very... I mean, I wouldn't say shot for shot the same, because there it's, are some changes. But
1: it's really freaking it, close.
0: It's very close. They've ta- where they've taken liberty, it works. It's and we're not, talking... Well, I mean, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is, what, 20
1: years 1998, it's 23, it's
0: so, the same age as my kid. Yeah, so, I mean, there. it's kind of a fresh look while still paying homage and embracing what right. Cowboy Bebop is.
1: It. So, I'm excited about John Cho. Yes. <clears throat> and, okay, so first, the first complaint is the hair. You can't do anime hair you IRL. Can't. Even the best cosplayers with the best glue and wigs are not getting it screen perfect, so... Again, don't inbox us. <laughs> on this So his hair is fine, his suit is killer. Oh my
0: god, I want a suit. That's I want to buy that amazing. suit. Amazing.
1: Yep. I um, am so excited about Mustafa as Jet because yes. he was, you know, he was so so good in Luke Cage. He was. As Bushwhacker, he was so good in American Gods. Even though American Gods was problematic as a show, he is spot on for Jet. Yep. Um, I know I know we haven't seen Ed yet, but it's it tracks with the storyline of the show. And did you see The Corgi? Oh my god. I
0: <laughs> I thought of that immediately, <laughs> immediately when I saw at the end of the opening sequences, of course they zoom in on the Corgi. Right. And it's just like Oh, my God. It's it's absolutely perfect.
1: And as a fan... Oh, I forgot to bring you those DVDs. As yeah. a fan, uh, I identified all of the characters from the cutscene like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no... Because sometimes you see remakes and you see the previews and you're like, who is that supposed to be? Right. But I identified all of the characters and right away. I,
0: you can tell that the... And even yesterday when we posted the side-by-side comparison, the meticulous... Like detail that the showrunners have gone to to yeah. create this this anime style environment that, let's face it, is normal but very far outside of it.
1: It is. Uh, it's it's incredible. Yes. And what helps is a bunch of the original uh, crew writers, the original idea guy, Still are around. part of this. Yoko yep. Kano is doing the music again, and so uh, if. If you're gonna complain about it, don't complain about it to me.
0: <laughs> but so when you're doing the comparison, because both this weekend was full of trailers, because we yes. also got Sandman. Oh I know. And you being our resident Sandman expert.
1: Charles Dance as Burgess Capturing Dream I I so I'm super tired <laughs> from being on the road for so long and I'm feeling stressed because we're going again day right. after tomorrow. So I'm a little bit emotional, but the minute I saw that, I was just weeping. It was so <laughs> beautiful and spot on, and I'm I'm actually rereading uh, Sandman right now. Oh wow! And uh, the audio,
0: yeah. See, I need the I need the audio version because I want because I know they're doing the second season right now. The audio drama. Yeah,
1: I'm. I've, I'm listening to that. I don't usually buy things from that company uh, because I'm an independent bookstore person, but I could only get it from that company.
0: It's an audio drama, so <clears throat> I is. mean, it
1: is an audio drama. It is so good. James McAvoy. Mac- I was just going to
0: say, how's McAvoy as James Morpheus?
1: McAvoy is. It's not his usual Scottish voice. Okay. It's he's he's doing. He's playing it much deeper, and you still get that trace of the Scottish accent because you can never really get rid of it right. if you have it but he is so good Kat Dennings is uh death and she's a delight see she and that voice delight. does work
0: for me for
1: yeah Kristen Shaw is playing Delirium okay and that is just a real treat I love Kristen's work I'm a big fan of Louise Belcher so <laughs> I love I loved her in Bill and Ted I loved her in Flight of the Concords. Yeah, she's just she's just I love Kristen I love the work she does and Jeffrey Wright who is the voice of the watcher in Marvel is voicing destiny in the audio play and it's just it's just spot on Wow because
0: it looks and I mean when you look at the lineup I almost wish this was the cast coming into the live action right because it it, it really lends a lot to it but at the same point, I mean, Gaiman is involved, of course, with both projects. Right, right. So I'm, I'm curious how blurry these lines are going to get. Because, I mean, the, the, the trailer and just how he delivers the incantation, the gravitas with the coin and just
1: it's,
0: all of it is just like yeah. balls.
1: Well, I wept most of last week. I, I, <laughs> seriously. Like, I wept from exhaustion. I wept from emotion. I wept from glee. Uh, you know, we were at the Space Center, and that I'm a big dork, and so seeing, you know, the actual space shuttles and things like that was really, like, I sobbed my way through that. And then watching these trailers in the car, you know, being exhausted and being excited, I just, Charles Dance as Burgess is just.
0: Is is It's perfect. a chef
1: kiss. <laughs> it was perfect. it was perfect, and I think neil uh better than most and and I think the crew at Bebop too understands the responsibility they have to their fans.
0: It is a huge responsibility
1: and it's gotta uh-huh. it got to I, be terrifying i wouldn't I've seen some
0: angry nerds I don't want to deal with it
1: yeah, it's got to be really scary to undertake this uh, because again, as a group, we tend to have some bad boundaries and <laughs> Uh, if it's, we have them. It's It comes from a place of love, always. Always. It may not always be executed. I okay, I wouldn't say
0: love, but, but passion. Passion. It definitely okay. comes from a place of, of it does. passion.
1: It does. And so, like, you couldn't pay me enough money to undertake some of these things. No. I was shocked, like, really shocked when they announced that they were going to finally do live action bebop and live action Sandman, because I didn't initially think that they could.
0: And I agree, and uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. But I think they, uh, I think everyone has seen the error of their ways, especially after Stars, right, fucked American Gods. Let's face it, that wasn't gaming. Was not
1: great. That no. was that was
0: Stars getting their fingers like, well, this is what this is the story right. you want to tell. Well, that's not the story.
1: And Ian McShane was great.
0: You and make, Ricky yes. Whittle
1: were, was great. Yes. But the, the what production they were with was outside not. of Neil, outside of Cat, outside of Blank Page Productions, they were not making good choices. No. Uh, I know that they're going to finish the story in some way. Oh. They are. I God, don't know I if – I not. don't think it's Stars that's going to finish it, but the
0: – How do you even come back from that? They were so far off of the, the path that. I have no idea how they're going to come back Well, to that. they
1: ended at Wednesday's Vigil. So they ended with uh, Shadow and, on the tree. and the Life Tree. And so I think you can just pick it up from, the, from there. Um, There's
0: not a whole lot of story left at that point, though.
1: No, I think it's probably, depending on how long the episodes are, I think it's probably half a season but yeah. but they're committed they are committed they've said publicly that they're committed to finishing the story and so I'm going to cheer them on and watch those last episodes however they appear.
0: Root you on, <laughs> Neil, keep 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 the faith. We believe in you.
1: Yeah. yeah. In the meanwhile, yeah, we can... we're going to watch all the
0: other good shit that's coming out. <laughs> Speaking of good shit coming out, holy Fuck balls. I saw this and I immediately... Now, I know I saw a lot of people throw shade and like, well, I can stop watching Doctor Who. Well, I hate to break this to you, but a lot of people already have stopped watching Doctor Who because Chimnall has absolutely wrecked that series. And it has nothing to do with Jodie Whittaker. It has nothing to do with a female doctor. What it has to do with is horrible writing, horrible production, and very, very long run of bad choices. And Chimnall should be Talk about fans that need to act right. somebody. Right. Chimnel is the guy. Especially as mouthy as he got. So over the weekend, Russell T. Davies has been right. introduced. He, reintroduced.
1: He's coming back.
0: Coming back. So if there's a man out there that can fix the broken <laughs> TARDIS, I think it's right. Davies, right?
1: Well, we had I had a conversation with um, an attendee at Florida Supercon about this, that Jody didn't get a fair shake. She, she did She had a bad writer. She didn't have a great production team behind her. And no. And so it, the whole thing just kind of... Um,
0: and I feel, I feel bad for it. And I know... I mean, and say what you will. I think the Doctor as a female is a good choice. I do too. I think it was the wrong timing because it just seems so reactionary that, okay, Missy was... Was female the master was right, female right, right. so we're just going to follow that formula and Chimnall with his own weird agenda
1: right uh, which
0: I, it still does not make any sense to me because this is literally it has literally gone nowhere yeah and him trying to uh, Ratcon decades worth of canon and yeah. everything else I think Jody. For all of her strengths, probably not the best choice as a doctor, but I still would like to have seen her challenged with a decent team and a script that was not force-feeding ideals.
1: Well, I think it goes further back than that, too, because I don't think Peter Capaldi had a super great run either. No. And he's a strong actor, and he... He... It wasn't
0: until later after they got. I mean, some of the things with Clara were good. Right. I didn't like the the Danny Pink stuff. That right. was kind of meh, but there were some good episodes out of that, and at least Capaldi had some stuff he could he could sink into.
1: Right, right.
0: Not all of them are winners, and I think if there's anyone that suffered the most from bad writing, it would probably be Matt Smith and Capaldi. Right in in the in the recent ones because Matt probably could have done better, more, if he had different stuff. But again, it was all... it was. See, and this is what really pisses me off, because it was so dependent on the companions, the pawns right, and right. everything else. And we did get a decent story from Matt Smith. But Capaldi, again, suffering from companionship.
1: Right.
0: It's just, eh.
1: Do you know what this reminds me of? What's that? These, these more recent Doctor Who's... When you... Are in a band and you get your break, or when you're an author and you get your break. You've right. had your entire life, right, to write that record, to write that book, and then now people know about you and you're under pressure to produce the second one. Possibly, and that's what that feels like to me. Like they had success with Eccleston, they had success with Tennant, and that was their big break. And right. now they need. They need. They're on a deadline to produce more.
0: I don't. Maybe. I mean, but they're taking longer. Yeah. So I would think that the quality would be there, but and their choices just. I don't
1: know. And, but look at how fandom moves. Look uh, at how true. fandom flows, and you're on to the next thing. If you don't see your thing, you'll move on really yeah, quickly. Quickly. Um, and that
0: the ratings do show that with yeah. Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. I mean, that thing. Oh, my God. And I feel so bad because I wanted her to get a good shake. I wanted yeah. to see her take a run because I liked the kind of quirkiness and I liked the perspective. Even her, like, acknowledging, God, I'm really used to being a dude.
1: Right, right. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, there, there, there were opportunities to be subtle and to make the audience think, but Chimnall never gave anybody the right. chance to do that.
1: Well, being in a creative endeavor, you don't ever do it by yourself. True. I mean even even at Suzy Q's, I don't it my name's on it and you see my face when you come to the booth, but it's not a solo endeavor. Well, well
0: you're the front woman.
1: So if you don't have a good team behind you It's true. I mean
0: I get that. <laughs> I get that more than so, most <laughs> I think I think that was
1: Jody's problem. She didn't have a good team, she didn't she have, have a good, good writer. And they just and they hung her out to dry. And when people complain about it, they because, sacrificed her because she's the face of it. When things go wrong, she's going to take the heat. Mm-hmm.
0: And they sacrificed her. I mean, all the companions. I mean, Graham, the best companion. I would have right. done everything in my power to keep that man happy and on the show because he was. He, he, it it right. was see, there was so much dynamic they could have done where the roles are reversed because you've got a female young doctor and an older man companion there was just so much chemistry between the two of them that it was it was squandered it was absolutely wasted
1: yeah so I, I know that there are rumors that Russell Davies is difficult to work with, and that's you know part of the reason he left in the first place. But and who knows if those are true or not? It's hard to say. Um, but I mean, you had
0: Eccleston who who almost broke his neck to get to work with the guy, right? And he's like, there are other issues besides you know his departure. It wasn't Davies. There was other right. other things in play, and for Davies to do the run that he did. I mean, we got a lot of good stuff out of his, his we writing. Did.
1: We did. He resurrected Doctor Who. He did. Because before before Eccleston came on, before that even existed, uh, the handful of us that knew Doctor Who were watching it on PBS in yep. the afternoon. That's exactly On right. Sunday after Dark Shadows. And you, you're pretty desperate for entertainment if you're watching reruns of Dark Shadows.
0: That's, uh, not, that's I not true. All some of them were good.
1: <laughs> no, I love Dark Shadows, but it is not like I was telling Jeremy about that the other day about how you know some of the scenery would collapse yeah. and the actors would still keep going because it was just so low budget yeah. and they just yeah.
0: stayed true. <clears throat> Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, no hint as far as when and what, but there's also like teasers on Doctor Who's 60th for 2023. Believe it or not, um, yeah, Matt Smith happen? and Tenet is the rumor of them coming back, which I I would I would welcome. I want to see those I'm two like, act a little bit more closer together because yeah. John Hurt. Let's just face it, just just overshadowed the both of them. But
1: I mean, it's John Hurt.
0: It's John Hurt. I mean, right. the man just gets an oscar for breathing so yeah. i'm not i'm not too I'm, i want to see these two back at it
1: me too that would be great
0: so we'll see what happens uh speaking of resurrections um matrix gives us a very odd trailer which seems very familiar and reminiscent of i don't know all other three fucking movies that came before it
1: right uh meh.
0: I'm, I, I'm with you unless i mean i like the song Yeah, (laughs) I like the music that was going on, but I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling this.
1: No, because I feel like they wrapped that up. I did. Right? They, like.
0: It's over.
1: It's done. And I know, like, the whole world is repetitive and it keeps happening and self-fulfilling prophecy and blah, blah, blah. Um, But it was done. And if you're not going to do something new, a la the Animatrix, just leave it be. Don't, don't be a cash grab. Don't be a cash grab.
0: It it, it kind of is working out that way because we've got a a lot of repeat people. Jada Pinkett Smith, of course, is coming back. Right. Uh, Lambert Wilson, who played the Merovingian.
1: Merovingian.
0: Thank you. Uh, He's coming back, which I kind of dug his character, but no word on if Monica's coming back.
1: Right. I love Monica.
0: She's spectacular. Um, Daniel Bern- uh, Bernhardt as Agent Johnson, so we need to replace Smith, of course. Right. How, do you,
1: how do you replace Hugo Weaving, though? You can't. Because like John Hurt, he just has this presence and, and just brings something to that character.
0: And it, it's hard to beat. It, it is really, hard to beat. It really is. And I mean, we we're not getting more, the our Morpheus back, no. but we're getting like another Morpheus ish eh. Morpheus light, Morphe light.
1: Morpheus two electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was terrible. That's I, awesome. I just Lana, I'm with you. it's Lana, right? Yeah, Lana, you're so creative. You don't need to do this.
0: Yeah. And maybe it's the paycheck. I don't know because it does premiere December twenty second, both in theaters and on HBO Max. Mm. So uh, this will be another one that I'm not going to the theaters. Thank God it's on HBO Max because right. I really don't think I'd pay to go see it. Right. I'm not too. Yeah. I'm not too gung ho. No.
1: Uh,
0: we'll skip that know. and move to this, which I fucking lost my mind on this. <laughs> As people cling to the past, it just strikes me funny when I see these these little side adventures. Um, as official Back to the Future, the musical releases an electrifying oh first trailer, which uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, I will post it up on the 5280 Geek website in the <laughs> podcast post. Um, this is basically retelling the entire freaking They say the iconic moments. Well, the film basically is...
1: An iconic moment. It is.
0: Um, But the show is celebrating the history with familiar hits from the movie, including uh, Power Love, of course, by Huey Lewis, Johnny B. Good" by Chuck Berry, Earth Angel, and Back in Time, um, by multi-Grammy Grammy Award winner Alan Savalstri. And it's just... It's so... Weird. Um, this premiered back in the end of 2015. Uh, and they're trying to bring it back for a July 3rd, 2022 run. When originally it was supposed to premiere August uh, 2021 because of Rona. Meh. No. It is <laughs> it is people grasping at straws. I mean, the guys they got right. playing, everybody, Elaine is is. Damn, damn near a spitting image of Leah Thompson.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Marty has the wine, oh. and the guy playing Christopher Lloyd is. Uh, let's see if I give you a picture. He's close, eh. but it's still not Christopher Lloyd.
1: It seems so odd,
0: doesn't it? I mean, just odd. I can't see Doc Brown singing a ditty.
1: No, no, it t- it just seems so odd. Like, is there nothing new? Have we really come Have to the come end? Have we come to the end of it? The actual end.
0: Because all I could see is when I looked at this was uh, the first song, and I kid you not, that went into my head, let's do the time warp again. I, I honestly, <laughs> I started singing that song. Back to the
1: Future <laughs> meets, meets Rocky Horror.
0: Yes. that Rocky That would be, that would be, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Frankenfurter as Doc Brown. Right. Which I think would be the best idea ever.
1: So, since we're on this tangent, did I ever tell you that I was magenta for midnight screenings for a while? No. I don't sing worth a damn. And they would beg me not to sing live. Like, I did lip syncing for the whole... Got it. Even though the other performers were singing live. Wow. Uh, But it was the funnest time. To be
0: fair, magenta really doesn't sing very well either.
1: No, but...
0: That's... But yeah, you must be really good. But I really,
1: bad. I am tone deaf. Oh my god! <laughs> I do not. I would. I want to well. see that performance. Uh, yeah. But I love Rocky. Uh, I would love to see Rocky Horror over Back to the Future. Back to the, the mu- Future. Because I mean,
0: when I looked at this, all I can think of was just like uh, when Spider-Man tried to do the Broadway show right? with Aerosmith doing the music, and just it's odd. Just odd. Uh, just stop. Just odd. Next comes Game of Thrones the musical. Uh, followed quickly by uh gods of war i
1: don't
0: know. Yeah. Uh, uh let's move on to some of the spookier crazier shit going on across town and talk about some crazy pricing bruce campbell brings first ever bruce fest to the stanley hotel uh this november um bruce campbell of course the the mind part mind yeah behind evil dead evil and army dead. of darkness and sam because that's sam Raimi's, yeah because they've that was their like what their high school project and they've just ridden this right. pony t- all the way
1: so Those are the horror movie the only horror movies that I will watch are the Evil Dead
0: Yeah, greed? Yeah. Um Bruce And this is a direct quote. Bruce invites you to the ultimate weekend experience in grueling horror at the legendary Stanley Hotel. Uh, Of course, the hotel that inspired Stephen King's The Shining. Uh, The Stanley Hotel is tucked away in the Rocky Mountains in a moat Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, It is truly creepy, and it has been open since 1909. And I have investigated this place, and it is truly creepy.
1: It is. It's actually, it is actually haunted. It is the worst place in the world to be if you're squeamish.
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Um, I, I just go for the whiskey. I love Bruce. I love Bruce, Bruce. is great. Deeply. But only Bruce Campbell would dare to outdo Stephen King and Stanley Kru- Kubrick. Pretty much. Uh, you know, the Stanley and their annual Shining uh, screenings on Halloween didn't need bruce's help they were doing just fine They were
0: just fine but
1: now but now it's been brucified and i just don't
0: i haven't been up there since actually i was there just before they put in the maze that was the last time i was up at the stanley
1: it's been it's been years for me like more than 20 years oh wow okay so
0: mine's just a couple of years where years been a little bit more uh the event is playing taking place november 12th through the 14th um
1: I was unclear. Is Bruce actually going to be there yes. or is that just his event? Bruce
0: is going to oh, okay. be there. Um, they will be screening the entire Evil Dead series with live commentary being produced by Campbell and a QA uh, session to follow after each film. Um, the return of Evil Dead is hitting its 40th anniversary this year. Holy moly. There are different packages that are available. Uh, you have the Deadite package at three bills, 300 bucks.
1: Holy cow.
0: Um, and then it goes up from there to uh, do, 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 the Ex Mortis package, which is $450.
1: It includes a stay at the hotel though right?
0: I believe that that is incorrect it this is <gasps> oh, just for the event. you, you just, do not just get in. you just oh, get in man. uh this does not cover uh staying with it Yikes. uh so it is a little little oh uh, they're even showing Bubba Hotep if you've never watched that film, <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> Um, there's also the demon package, which is $600, which includes all of the contents of the other two packages, along with an invite to the VIP murder mystery party dinner, or dinner party, excuse me, which will be catered by, uh, Chef Benito, uh, and, uh, in Tim Burton's themed restaurant.
1: That seems very steep.
0: It does, and if you're trying to... Break your neck now looking for a way to get into this. Unfortunately, it is sold out.
1: It's sold out? It's
0: sold out. With these prices, it's sold
1: out. If you can afford to come to the Stanley, can you please come to (laughs) Fan Expo Denver and give us some of that money? I mean, I hate to be just a blatant asking for money here but you know that's
0: it's impressive we'll
1: tell you jokes give you jewelry Uh, I mean I usually have a snack in my purse if you (laughs)
0: I'll give you I'll give you a protein bar right Um, the entry level now this is the one at $300 Uh, you get to watch the screenings with Bruce Campbell of course as we mentioned Uh, you get the horror film exhibit a self-guided curated exhibit complete with informative displays evil dead photo op experience and unique photo experience that features larger and life set pieces from the Evil Dead universe. Uh, Ghostly scavenger hunt, a custom game through the woods, which is creepy as balls, uh, surrounding the Stanley Hotel, combined a traditional hike with treasure hunt for relics oh, from the have Evil to play Dead outside? films. Oh
1: yep. my god.
0: Continuous showings of your favorite Bruce movies, including Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, Bubba Hotep, as I had mentioned before, and My Name is Bruce, which is an odd film. Bruce Campbell playing right. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Uh, additional surprises, uh, activations, event wide, competitors' prizes, and so forth. Okay.
1: Well, it seems like you're getting a lot for your money, but for things that started three hundred bucks, I want Bruce to hold my hand like when I get too scared. So you
0: do get that. Right. Um the the next level, which is the ex mortis package, you get all the previous mentioned stuff, assigned event poster um, preferred access to events and screenings, access to Evil Dead VIP groovy cocktail party uh, hosted by Bruce himself.
1: Okay, I would I would pay a lot of money to have cocktails with Bruce.
0: Wouldn't you, though? Yeah. I mean, because when we met him at Denver Comic-Con year three, is that when he came? I was year three. Um, the man was so, I don't want to say regal, but it was kind of like kiss the ring moment right, when you meet right. Bruce Campbell. He's in this like crushed velvet kind of smoking jacket. I the know. man is just s- dripping with style.
1: Were you there when he was heckling uh, Jason David Frank? Yes. That was so good. That was so funny. Um, yeah. And then uh, since then, he did an event at Tatter Cover while I was still an event coordinator. And so we got to hang with him before the event. And that was pretty cool. Um so you know he's a fun guy. He a fun is guy. a fun guy. Um, he is what you see is what you get with him, which is refreshing. Um, oh, it's
0: it's in your face. There's no there is, yeah. is no denying it. And if you've ever read his his books, "Make yeah. Love the Bruce Campbell Way," and "If Chins Could Kill," are spectacular mm-hmm. books. Yeah,
1: they are. Well, he's he's very funny and he's very charming and uh, he's very Bruce. So he is very. <laughs> there's, yeah. Don't bring me down, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns to yellow. Yeah, so you know, I could, I
0: could not help it. Uh. <laughs> Moving on to other horror things, Jason Hawkins and *Cinema Drifter* in association with AKA Productions, uh, *Hast Heaven* and. Rotten Pig announcing a new horror franchise. This actually came from our friend Angela over at, um, uh, I totally just lost um, (laughs) her production company. I just spent, like, a couple weekends with her. Sorry, Angela. Um...
1: Do inbox him about that. Yeah,
0: do inbox <laughs> me about that. Yeah, that one. That one's an at. Uh, Legend. Thank you. Yes. Um Legend Production Company. Uh, they're doing a new film series called Ouija, The Darkness Within. And this looks... Okay, so there are a few things when we're hanging out with like the horror people that they right. will and will not do. The Ouija board is like the number one will not do. Oh, no. Ever. Ah. It's a board game from Parker Brothers.
1: It is a board... Well, it wasn't always from Parker Brothers. It wasn't
0: always from Parker Brothers, but... <laughs> It's a board game for Parker Brothers. I
1: mean, you know I'm a science gal. Yes. But every once in a while, there are just things that you just can't account for. Like, no amount of math will account for it. And I'm with them. I won't do the Ouija board either.
0: So with the Legion M guys, there, you remembered, Um, They, uh, Jason Hawkins, who's Part of the netflix uh, haunted and the last sleigh ride will be writing and directing the new horror franchise with the first of three films scheduled to begin shooting in march of 2022 uh there are three films in the franchise to be shot uh and an expected release date in october of that same year so they're gonna burn they're gonna blaze through this i mean i guess there can't be a whole lot of special effects with the ouija board I mean, I don't know. Well, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I I know that there's some scary, weird shit going on out there that I don't think you really need a Ouija board to no. tap into. <laughs> but you out. won't do it.
1: No, I won't. Okay. We don't. We don't. Don't need push your do luck. Don't press.
0: Don't, right. Don't tempt fate.
1: I mean, I'm so clumsy and kind of a disaster anyway. I just don't need to egg anything on. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> right? So it reads as the franchise tells the story of the Baker family, a mother and her two teenage daughters, as they attempt to escape a traumatic event in their past by setting into a new life in a small town. Bad choice, uh, but one daughter's refusal to let go of the past causes a chain reaction that seems the past and the present collide in a night of terror and could destroy them all. Uh, casting for the film begins uh, and scheduled in January of next year.
1: All right. Well, I hope it's successful for them. I will not be watching
0: it. <laughs> to be fair, I mean this is kind of like the only frontier we haven't I mean, I don't right. remember like a film that's basically just set on the Ouija board. I mean you always see kind of
1: You know what's funny ties well, to it, but not the that.
0: the key element. Um
1: there's a there's an episode of Downton Abbey.
0: Downtown, Downtown Abbey?
1: Yeah. That they find they find a Ouija board yeah. in the kitchen and are playing with it. And, you know, like the maids and the and the footmen are are and they're pushing it around and then late at night towards the end of the episode they actually, uh, one of the kitchen maids and, and one of the house maids actually get a real message, and then, uh, but it's but it's a nice message. It's it's the it's the spirit of the heirs dead fiance, she died before they could get married, and so she's telling the heir and the the eldest daughter to go be happy and get married, and that's all I can think of when you are talking about the Ouija board (laughs) down Abbey. Like, the least scary thing on Earth.
0: Because it's cardboard.
1: It is cardboard.
0: I mean, I don't see Parker Brothers embedding the the cardboard with supernatural powers, because if Parker Brothers had that, they'd be well, producing it, it better pre- shit
1: it predates parker brothers like the board oh. and planchette which is actually what it's called the planchette is that little plastic yeah. doodad that goes way back like it's it's before parker Bo- brothers but eh, yeah i don't know
0: eh. i don't know i'm very curious to see how they how they cast this and how they build the story it does have an impressive kind of like ooh, this has, could be good. it has
1: potential but it's not my thing so i won't Watching. you' won't I'll watch just, it I'll just wish them luck and go on uh, do, well you do you know about the rule at our house if no. you scare me you have to sit up with me all night while I'm not sleeping you have to change the cartoons and bring me snacks and entertain me while I'm not sleeping so that wow. that is your warning everybody gets a freebie that okay. is your warning uh, when we were watching Twin Peaks the return oh, God. there's uh, one episode that scared me so, so bad so
0: jeremy had to keep up with you jeremy
1: wrote a letter to <laughs> <laughs> jeremy wrote a letter to david lynch explaining that david lynch scared me to death and, he and needs that to i wasn't come and sleeping babysit and you. that yeah if it happened again he had to come and babysit me
0: oh my god that is absolutely brilliant i love yeah, that
1: we obviously didn't hear anything back from no. david lynch but uh, if he read it
0: <laughs> he probably did one of these <laughs> And moved Right. On.
1: My evil plan worked. <laughs> I've terrorized a middle-aged woman in Colorado.
0: Whoa. He probably secretly knew you. Like, ah, I finally got her.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, speaking of finally getting, and this is our last story for this podcast. Um, if you're into Pokemon, there's a super rare Mew Pokemon out there. And it's not in the form that you would usually come to expect, from Pokemon. Usually everyone's looking for cards. Um these people are looking for Oreos uh and what? are spending hundreds of dollars for them. Right now Oreos is uh running a limited edition Pokemon cookies, particularly with a variant um brandishing Muse Portrait. So it's just it's the Oreo cookie. Right. With one side is the Oreo and the other side is Pokemon. the a uh, profile of a Pokemon. Muse Portrait huh. is are fetching unbelievable prices online. According to several eBay listings, the Mew Oreo, confirmed to be the rarest in the set, is selling for hundreds of dollars to collectors. Sorting by recently sold reviews, Muse Oreos being purchased for upwards of $400. One user listed a sale price of $1,200 uh, and got it
1: okay once again
0: optimistic sellers is looking for 5,000 for their mint oh uh, PSA 10 mu Oreo I cannot believe we have come to this
1: right um we make handmade goods <laughs> Smurf is really funny I uh, you could just give us your money. Yes. Like, we'll give you a snack. We'll make you... Smurf made me a cup of tea before we started, so yes. we'll give you some tea. We'll give
0: you some... We'll... I'll, I'll, co- I'll make a cocktail. Right. Everyone's seen me make cocktails for pe- my, our guests. We are really
1: entertaining. We are. If like, you're just going to give people money, just give it to us. $1,000.
0: 500 <laughs> for each of us. Right. We will come entertain you, make you tea, make you cocktails, make you laugh, make you cry. We'll make you pee your pants.
1: Well, just that once.
0: Just that once. <laughs> Yeah, it's a one and
1: done. $400 for an Oreo. I I don't understand Pokémon cuz I'm too old for it. Okay. Like when it got here, I was already you were I, I older. think I was a junior or senior in high school. I was already like too old for it. Um my kid liked it so in the early 2000s, you yeah, know, we bought all the we bought all the Pokémon stuff, but I just I, don't, I love Hello Kitty, and I don't understand Pokemon. Uh, so.
0: Other Pokemon available as Oreos include Pikachu, of course, uh, Cinderkrill, Charmander, uh, Bulbasaur, Dratini, Jigglypuff, Lapras, Grookey, whatever the fuck that is, <laughs> uh, Pip-lup, okay. Um, some eyes, names I don't know, Pancham, and Sable-Eye, Squirtle, of course, uh, Sandshrew, and Snivy. Is snivy a name?
1: I don't know. Is that a
0: proper noun? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I just don't get it. This is just weird. I mean, and evidently this isn't the only one. Uh, and I pulled this up just to just see other things. Krispy Kreme in Australia recently announced a range of Pokémon themed donuts inspired by the original game's characters. Customers can choose from frosted patries that feature Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Pikachu, and a oh my generic Pokéball.
1: So I'm a little over Pokemon right now because when we were in Florida, there was an anime booth across the aisle. Oh from my us.
0: God, just overflowing with Pikachu!
1: And they well, it, it gets better. <laughs> One of their employees was wearing a Pikachu suit, like the inflatable. <gasps> it was super cute, and they that I don't know how that person had so much energy. Like it exhausted they had me. To- watching but they played the pokemon theme song for three days uh, i i love their enthusiasm but uh god love you yeah and if you ever want to see something funny watch jeremy see sing the pokemon song which he didn't know before last weekend <laughs> when we heard it so much he was like we were taking down the booth and he's like gotta catch him <laughs> That's all the singing I'm going to do for you. We're, but, we're
0: watching you, Jeremy. Uh,
1: yeah. I can't we,
0: wait to see this. It was
1: great. Yeah.
0: I i mean, I don't get... I mean, I get collectibles and all of that, but come on. This seems a bit overkill.
1: Well, they're cute. I get it. Because, you know, my whole thing is cute.
0: Cute, yes. So
1: they're cute. How much
0: would you pay for a Hello Kitty...
1: You don't really want to know.
0: Yeah, I do. Why uh, wouldn't I want to know that? <laughs>
1: i i have some highly collectible hello kitty things that i have paid way too much for um and then i've been gifted some things that turned out to be highly collectible right uh, so they inadvertently increased in value like i have it was i think it was a japanese happy meal set right okay hello kitty and her little boyfriend dear daniel in wedding clothes and they're big dolls. Oh, they're wow. like a foot and a half tall and they're in wedding clothes and they were really uh Japanese happy meal giveaways. They were I think you can buy them on eBay and I don't know what they cost, but right. they're uh in high demand. So I've paid a lot for Hello Kitty stuff. I don't think I've paid
0: Cuz I'm stuck I I I purchased a Hello Kitty for um somebody that
1: yeah.
0: Moved on in life. But <laughs> I ended up...
1: <laughs> She's not dead. <laughs> She's not
0: dead. She's not in a box. She's fine. Um, but I ended up purchasing... Um, it was from one of the toy affairs where uh-huh. it's Hello Kitty and Acacia outfit, And it's like a, this little adorable thing. And it was not cheap. It took me a bit to right. freaking track it down. And now I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with it. I spent money on it, but I don't want to just... Give it away, so yeah, I know your hands. <laughs> Susie's hands just came out so <laughs> quick, uh, and it's a adorable little thing. And I can understand what I want to do, and no one on the crew will do it. I want to do a Hello Kitty Ghostbuster, like a Ghostbuster I'll suit and a Hello Kitty head.
1: I'll do it because we've
0: seen it for like you know samurais right. and New York Comic Con and all of that. Oh my but
1: gosh! All of the people I think I've told you this before. All of the people when they get to know me right. uh, at the cons, if they do a Hello Kitty cosplay, they come and find us to show me because she's the best.
0: She is the best, <laughs> and it's hard to to not love Hello Kitty.
1: She's adorable. She's adorable.
0: Um, anything else? You're headed to which heading,
1: con? I'm headed to Unicon on Un- Thursday. Unicon?
0: No, yeah. that's all right. I'm um, almost sad that you don't need me.
1: Well, you can you can come with us. No. But it's going to no, be No.
0: I don't think I can it's do It's going to be
1: me and my book club ladies. I don't I don't like, think the that's a least, good idea. The least party oriented people on earth are going to the party capital. Uh it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm sure
0: it will be, I, and, and I'm, I'm excited to hear the stories as they unfold.
1: Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, Ashley Eckstein, who voices Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, is one of the guests. Oh, okay. So I'm excited about that. Um, they've got a ton of sports guys. and so That's the Hello Kitty. That is, she's adorable.
0: And she was a... Oh. Exclusive.
1: Yes. So uh, it's three days. We're, we're not going to be gone that long because when I get back, it's only like two and a half weeks until Fan Expo Denver. So yeah, we're we're having a really tight turnaround this season. Um,
0: and then right after that is, you won't be there, but, I mean, we have uh, Fan X, and then the mm-hmm. following week is Rocky Mountain Con. Right. And that puts us into November, and then there's a couple events in November just to go in December to... Emerald
1: city right because we leave for seattle right after thanksgiving yep so on the road it's a uh, yeah we're gonna drag smurf across the <laughs> country <laughs> we're gonna drive him across wyoming people and <sighs> hold him hostage while i visit all the twin peaks tourists oh, can- <laughs> yeah i can't wait I and I on that wait.
0: bombshell we shall <laughs> say goodbye <laughs> We will be back later next week. We actually have special guests coming into the studio. We will be visited by the uh, crew of Pop Culture Classroom, who will be helping with the new uh, team running. Uh, fan expo denver so they will be the designated charity for the con we'll have them in to talk about what's going on with pop culture classroom and how you can help literacy with children so that'll be fun and then of course our normal antics will we'll have finally all three of us back in the studio ryan myself and pj to we got a toy opening coming for you we got all sorts of nonsense so uh stay tuned give us a like give us a share
1: Buy Boo's
0: Snow Day. Bye Boo's Snow Day. Red had a huge hit with that book. Uh, links are in the description, of course, or you can go over to Red's page and purchase it. So hopefully it'll be in bookstores uh, across the country. Before you know it, if not, it's on Amazon. You can order it. Right there. <laughs> Boo's Adventure. Uh, in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.